0: My name is Todd Adams. And
1: this is Kathy Adams. And
0: we are talking about two different subjects today. Magic. You could do
1: magic.
0: (laughs) And then uh, why the French are better parents.
1: Or so someone says. Or
0: so this lady says. And Pamela Druckerman.
1: Yes. And actually, you know what's great? What? This is very timely because this book is actually coming out today. Today. And so this book we're talking about, it's called, I actually wrote it down, Bringing Up Bebe. Is that how you say it in French? Yeah. I didn't take French. Bring
0: up bébé. Bébé.
1: One mother discovers the wisdom of French parenting. So obviously because this book comes out today, Todd and I have not read it.
0: And even if it did come out two weeks ago, I probably still wouldn't read it.
1: But there are a bunch of articles about the book, and mm-hmm. they were in like Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and all over the place. So we're going to discuss that. But we're also going to discuss Your Magic Yeah. And your child's magic.
0: That's right, and that's based off of your Chicago Parenting, um, Chicago Parent
1: blog. Right, but you'll have to stay tuned for that one. That's
0: right. So let's start with this French lady who thinks... Well, she's not French. She's She's American. She's American. Her husband is British, but they live in France.
1: Right, or they were living in France.
0: And she had some revelations that...
1: Observations.
0: Observations that kids, um, children from uh, French parents didn't seem to have tantrums, seemed to be a little bit, well, better behaved in restaurants, mm-hmm. and compared that to, you know, the typical American family, which I don't agree with anyways, um, saying, you know, we cater cater to our kids too much and they melt down more often and blah, so blah, So when blah. you say
1: you don't agree with anyways, what do you mean?
0: Um, I think she You casts, don't agree with
1: the catering part? I think
0: she casts a very large net, and um, I don't know if I agree with her analysis of the way things are here.
1: Oh, that she's saying that all American parents parent this way. And she's way.
0: not. And actually, the lady, at least in this article, she's not trying to be combative or confrontational no, no. just for the sake of it. She she actually comes up with some good points which I agree with, some that I don't.
1: So it's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. I was comparing it when I was talking to someone the other day about it uh, to the Tiger Mom book. And not in the points she's making, but that it's comparing a cultural, you know, way of parenting. Comparing that to the way Americans do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a compare and contrast. Mm-hmm. And um, like you said, I don't know if she necessarily comes out and says one is absolutely better. But she definitely makes the point that in America we tend to, um, what's the best word to describe it? Helicopter parent, right. um, over parent. Mm-hmm. Um, be a little too hands-on where, in, or where the Parisian parents tend to be a little more... Uh, they know the difference between adult time and child time.
0: Right, and this is... I, I, this, I don't think this is from the book, but it's from the article I read. It says, When French friends visited... By contrast, the grown-ups had coffee, and the children played happily by themselves. Right. First of all, there's no way all the kids in France are playing <laughs> happily by themselves. But maybe she has a Maybe point.
1: more often she noticed that. Right. And, right.
0: I, and I believe that she had these observations. But it could have been in the little world that she was in. Like, here I am defending America because right. I'm red, white, and blue stripes. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah, you've got your pin on your lapel right R- now.
0: Right. And she says, like, why didn't the French kids throw food? Why weren't their parents shouting? Um, you know
1: I... well, and again, you know, like you said, it is her observation and and I do you know again, I do think there is a difference in it 's the way you view parenting, mm-hmm. you know one of the things that 's brought up in this article is about how she actually says to someone uh, in France or you know in Paris. Um, how do you discipline your child? And they kind of looked at her confused, and they said, do you mean how do we educate our children? And that in itself, like we always come at parenting is how do we, you know, how do we use punishment? How do we use consequences, you know, versus how do we teach our children through everyday experiences how to be how to live socially acceptable um and how to live a thoughtful and respectful life you know just through everyday experiences rather than do this and if you don't here's the consequence here's the punishment which i think is our mindset you know todd if i was to tell you what well and this isn't so much now but back like four or five years ago when i was giving parenting presentations number one parenting presentation that people wanted Discipline. Discipline. Right. Tell me how to discipline. Tell right. me how to do it. Yeah. Show me how to do it, and I'm going to do it exactly like you say, Kathy. And the thing is, is we all know that that's impossible because every child is different, and every personality of a parent is different.
0: Right, right. Um, well, another thing that they go into, is is they assume that even good parents aren't at the constant service of their children. And you're talking about helicopter parenting. Right and there, there's no need to feel guilty about this. So I think what they're saying is...
1: Or So just or one what, woman. What she
0: is saying is that um, French parents don't have, um, they're a little more hands off, I guess.
1: Well, I think the expectation, and again, just going off of this article, and I'm going off of the she she used, the expectation is that I think Parents allow children often to override their life, mm-hmm. where they end up blaming the child, like "Oh, this child takes over my life, and this child, you know, needs so much attention." But the parent is not clear about what those boundaries are. For example, you're having a conversation with a friend, and a child keeps walking up and and trying to get the mom's attention. And every time the child hang or you know pulls on the mom's sleeve, the mom says "What? What? What?" and keeps answering these questions, versus saying to the child i 'm having a conversation with an adult right now. Right. I need you to wait a few minutes, right. and actually that 's referenced in the article but i don 't know if we 've talked about this on the show before, but it 's definitely something that comes up in the presentations that I do in that in that moment, that is a teachable moment for your child right, right now you are having a conversation with someone. they need to and delay their mm-hmm. gratification right. for a moment and to realize that a conversation is occurring rather than thinking that every time your child yanks on you or looks to you that you have to be constantly available. Right. You can teach patience. And in
0: the article they talk a lot about delaying gratification. And how and important that. that is. And isn't that kind of a form of behavior modification theory? Well, or no? you know,
1: it, I guess it's a form of behavior modifi- uh, modification. You know, if you want to get, um, uh, you know, you have to put it in some, some kind of theory. But I think it's all about intention. Like if you're doing, if you're just doing it, to say, I'm going to teach you patience. So I'm just going to do this. So you learn it versus in an everyday situation. It's, it's real. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Your intention isn't, I'm doing this right now. So over your lifetime, you, you know, learn patience. It's in this moment. I want you to learn patience. Does that make sense? Or am I sounding confusing? No, no, I think
0: it makes sense. Like you're not
1: creating a situation. You're just You're just present for the situation. Well,
0: and a lot of it is the small stuff, and it's funny because some of the techniques that this lady talks about are things that we do, Um, and it's small stuff. Like when the kid is pulling on your sleeve, you get down to their level. Yes. You look at them in the eye. Right. And you say, Daddy's talking right now. Please wait a minute.
1: Please wait, and we do do that.
0: And um, versus, you know, just, hey, Dad's talking. You know, you just kind of scream at him or you say, hey, Daddy's in the middle of something. or Or there's
1: two extremes, or you answer the question every time. Right. So do you see it's either, you, like you said, you do the screaming right. and you, or you do the um, you know, being disrespectful to your or child you or you it. keep answering And it.
0: you're teaching that kid that this is okay.
1: Exactly. And so yeah. how, why is it their fault that they keep bothering you when right. you've been demonstrating that you are going to answer? That's the helicopter parenting part.
0: Well, another thing, uh, this is kind of a different subject within this article. It says uh, parents in France don't pick them up the second they start crying, allowing the babies to learn how to fall back asleep. And right. I know that's kind of a... Touchy subject. Yeah, it's a controversial point right now. Everybody has their own theory on it. And um, that's, once again, a balance between it. Like, it's not like you always let your babies cry it out, but Mm -hmm. you don't attend to them on the very moment you hear something. It's just, you know, it's I don't know. It's common sense to me. But maybe my common sense is different than somebody else's common sense.
1: Well, and also, you know, after having three babies, Todd, Mm -hmm. we have a sense of that intuitive flow, like where you know, like remember when we would put, uh, especially, I think we said this with all three of our children, but when they would go down for the day and they would maybe cry for a minute and we'd be like, they're just getting out their day. Right. Like it was almost like they were stretching out and vocalizing, toning, just kind of saying... What, you know, they just kind of getting it out. And then like four or five minutes later, they'd be asleep. So we knew them well enough Mm -hmm. to know that that wasn't a cry for come hold me. It was kind of like a, "Ah," you know, let it all go. And then they were fine. You, As a parent, you start to almost know the difference between the cries. So not only that, but you know your child and you begin to know what their needs are and if something doesn't sound right. And so that's why, again, with letting your child cry it out, It's so dependent on you as a parent and on them, what kind of personality they have, because it can't be an overriding, you can't say for every parent you have to do this. Right. Because that, you know, you know when something's different with Mm -hmm. a cry. Right. And don't you agree with that or is that a mom thing? No, no,
0: it's definitely like our kids cry upstairs and you could tell the second they start crying whether it's it's something I need to go upstairs or if it's not. And, you know, no, I think that's a very normal thing. I think it comes easier to moms who are stay-at-home moms who are always with their babies versus, you know, and you could flip that if the dads are the ones staying at home. It's not a male-female thing. It's whoever is the one that is Attending to
1: them most of the time. Right. And even a mom who works full-time, because we'll probably get a bunch of emails about that comment. Getting that, mad at us. <laughs> Yeah. Right. You know, even a mom who works full-time can identify the cry of their mm-hmm. baby and the dad, for that matter. But what you're trying to say is the more hands-on caregiver right. may be the one who understands that cry. Right.
0: So, I mean, we, we quickly kind of briefed through that article, and I want to go on to the next subject, but before I do that... Oh,
1: am I, are we done not with done. that article?
0: I, no, I'm giving you an opportunity to throw out the last little topic that you want to talk about regarding this French article, this Frenchy lady. But
1: there's so many things. I wrote down so many things. You have like 22 bullet I know, points. I know. I know. I liked... I thought there were so many... Throw something out there. Okay. This is a 30-minute show, okay. for goodness sakes. Okay. This is, this is what I want to throw out there. When you're talking to your, their, your children... hmm well, let me say this. A lot of people say to me because of what we talk about on the show, they'll say, "Well, don't you ever say no to your child?" Okay. Which makes me laugh. Good. I'm glad we're talking about this. I I actually am quite a strict parent
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I believe that I need that I am we should be respectful to our children. And because I believe that you you know, listen to them and get down to their level and speak to them kindly and, and do all those things I talk about doesn't mean I don't have boundaries or that I don't say no. Right. And I think that's the misunderstanding right. is that somehow being respectful to your child means you don't have boundaries. Right. So the point of saying that is that, of course, we say no to our children, but we don't have to say it with fear and we don't have to say it with anger. You can say no with self-assurance. Right. It's not what you say. It's how how you you say say it. it. When I say no to my children, I look at them. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, sometimes I need to be at their level. Like I will actually say to them, look at me with your eyes so I know you can hear me. Yeah,
0: you say that a lot.
1: Yeah. And so I know that they know, you know, I'm not trying to talk to the back of their head and I'm not trying to talk to them while they're busy. I say, look at me so I know you hear me. And I give them their answer of no or not right now or whatever it may be. So being firm and being self assured. I love saying no to our kids. It's just so fun, isn't it? Well, I don't
0: know. It's not like I like disappointing them, but, you know, and I I don't think it's an ego thing, but sometimes, hey, Daddy, can I have a Hershey's kiss? No. (laughs) Just no. You no. can't have a Hershey's kiss. I know. No. I just said that two seconds ago before this, before we started taking. I know. The show. And
1: JC just asked me for a gumball after gymnastics. I'm like, no. No. She's like, I have my own money. No. Moral,
0: moral of the story is just say no. Just say no. Nancy Reagan.
1: But not all the time.
0: But not all the time.
1: Because what's nice is that you know the no is for a purpose. It's not no because I'm tired. It's not no because you're annoying me. It's not no because you know, right. Because I'm mean. There's you have thoughtfulness about why you're saying no. It's either right. a safety thing or a health thing or not right now mm-hmm. or whatever it may be but i guess my point is is that's another thing about this about what she's saying about you know french parents right. is that there are boundaries and that it's not it's not the children running the house because the other thing she brought up was that she just noticed american children just go into the fridge and eat whenever they want and they don't have meal times when they're all together as a family and the children kind of rule, you know rule the roost and is that how you say it? Rule the roost? It is now. Okay, I don't know what that saying is. I just tried to use doesn't it. doesn't matter. Okay. You
0: don't need to know. You just pretend you know. But what's a
1: roost? I don't know. What's the where roosters live. Okay, rule the roost. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Honestly, I don't... Okay. Here's okay. what I want you to do. Okay. Look at
0: your little 25 okay. bullet points okay. thing. But I'm, before you go into that, I want to talk okay. about poofin because Valentine's Day is coming up Yes. a week from today.
1: What a nice gift of poofin.
0: Of uh, poofing, it'd be a good gift for the wife or the kids or your niece or your sister um, and they have a really good deal going on. It's twenty five percent off if you have an order of twenty bucks or more, which is wow. pretty much a gift set. That's a lot. And the uh, what is the coupon code? Um, I gotta figure be out. Mine. What, be mine. Be is mine is that it?
1: Yeah, and and I'm pretty sure that's it. But go to our um, yeah. Be
0: mine. That's it. Yeah. Um, go to our
1: Facebook page because I just posted it. I think.
0: And get yourself. Um, they have the different charms, and you could either do a heart okay. or the word love. I okay. think and uh, sweet. Oh. So it's like a little Valentine's gift set. You have to kind of pick out the charms yourself, but it's actually fun to do. Yeah. So, but you need to get your order in probably by Thursday if you want to get it by Tuesday. So. Okay.
1: So we got two. That's two days. Yeah,
0: two or three days. Okay.
1: So Thursday. What's the date? Because someone might listen to that as a podcast.
0: Um. Well, it's uh, it's, Mar-
1: it's the seventh, eighth, ninth. Okay. So 9th of February. Close enough. Okay.
0: So get your order in. Okay. All right. Now, what's your bullet point thing?
1: Okay. The other thing, the last thing, maybe about this is in regards to children playing alone. Another very typical helicopter parenting thing is that, we, is that parents feel guilty if their children are actually playing alone or if their children are bored. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, parents, and I'm, kind of, I'm agreeing with the, the mm. book on this one, it's okay for your kids to be doing things on their own and finding their own things to play with, even if they approach you and say, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. As we've said on the show before, Todd and I say, great.
0: Mm -hmm. that's a good thing
1: that's great that you're bored
0: and and this is a test of will between you and the kid (laughs) Yeah. because you have to just keep on saying great or I'm glad you're bored or hey that's too bad you're bored figure out something else to do and there'll be a time when that kid will get frustrated and stop asking you and then they'll go figure out something
1: to do well and you're and you're saying it as like a, like we're challenging them and I don't think about it that way mm-hmm. I think about it as you know you're bored that's great now you have the opportunity to do whatever you want right and so they'll come back and say, well, I don't know what I want and I'm like, well, that's what's so great you mm-hmm. get to come up with something you want right. and so Todd is right in that eventually they just kind of stop yeah, they and all it out. of a sudden they you know pick up a ball of lint on the floor and it becomes like a furry monster right. Start or something playing with I know they just come up with something but if we always fill that gap for them if every time they say we're bored we feel the need to create something for them to do or say okay I'll play with you they never learn that skill of self self self-entertainment right is that the right thing it is now
0: (laughs) sorry are you kind of
1: making fun of me no no well
0: you keep asking me for my reassurance and I don't know so I say it is now
1: okay um, so, you know, it's just,
0: but the thing is, you just, it's sometimes it's hard because sometimes it's easier to throw a coloring book at them or sure. something, but sometimes you just let them figure it out. Right. It takes a while. It's like a battle of wills. And but I'm, you're
1: saying it like a battle. I don't listen, like your words. That's fine. Okay. You
0: cannot like my words. I don't like them. But I like my words. Okay, go ahead then. So you can say it your fluffy, lovey-dovey okay. way. I,
1: well, because it's about intention. And
0: I'll say it the good way. You
1: say like, you make it sound like you're challenging them, like, okay, well.
0: No, that's not how okay. I say it. But in the back of my mind, that's, that's exactly what, you're what it is. Well, well isn't that what
1: intention wills. is, Taddy?
0: Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> do what I say, but not what I do. <laughs> All right, enough of this French lady.
1: Okay, but can are we done with this point? Because it's a really important point.
0: Very important. Okay. battle of wills. That,
1: it's, not, it's not. Don't listen to Todd on this one. Um, the, on this one, basically when your children say they're bored, know that that's not a bad thing. Know that it's okay to let them. Right now he's nodding his head and rolling his eyes at me. And that it's okay for them to be bored and find something to do. And you don't have to get on the floor and play every time. It's fun to play with your kids every once in a while. But it is not your job to be their constant playmate. Okay.
0: And And stop. scene.
1: All right. All right.
0: So, um, real quick, ChiroTree. They Chiro, are you know, our, we
1: always call it Cairo Tree, but it's Tree of Life Chiropractic.
0: ChiroTree.com. Oh, because you're trying to do the, the, website. the, the
1: website. Okay.
0: Uh, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care, ChiroTree.com. Okay. They're a chiropractor in Elmhurst, Illinois. They're doing a clinic on ear infections. Yes. This Saturday.
1: Well, it's actually, it's on ear infections and antibiotics. Okay. And it's called the Truth for parents or whatever. So basically, it's about, do antibiotics really help with ear infections? It should be
0: called The Truth Shall Set You Free. <laughs> i got to talk to Dr. Kelly about that. I
1: know. Make, uh, change it up a little bit. But yeah, they're having this, it's kind of like a little clinic. And our
0: kids have been uh, complaining of ear infections lately.
1: Well, ear aches. Ear aches, it, And I think Cameron's went away already, but Skyler woke up yeah. last night with a little earache. And actually, tomorrow morning, uh, we have appointments and... Um, we're all messed up because my ankle. Speak is, for yourself. Well, sweetie. you're yeah, you're in good shape, but my ankle is a little swollen. I'm not sure why, um, and my nose is kind of running. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of a cold, and I'm just excited to get an adjustment because I don't like not having a swollen ankle. And it's
0: nice just to be able to go to a chiropractor and, and that you trust. Say, yeah. Hey man, these are my symptoms. Yeah. Do it! Do, do the magic.
1: Exactly, do the magic. And so, yeah, so it's just, as Todd said, I just appreciate having all these tools, um, Dr. Kelly being one of them, uh, when we're not feeling well instead of just feeling like we have to succumb to all the illnesses Pain. out there. Pain yeah. and
0: dis-ease. I'm not a
1: big believer in that.
0: Speaking of magic. Yes. Uh, you wrote a Chicago Parent blog. Yes, I did. What was that all about?
1: Um, well, it was about um, the fact that about uh, a week ago, a week and a half ago, I did a woman's workshop, mm-hmm. uh, like a retreat, a weekend retreat. And it was really fun, by the way, ladies, because I think they listen. Or well, so I, most they tell me to. It was really fun. And But one of the things that came up when I was with them was talking about what their gift was. And we were calling it what your magic is. What's magical about you? And, you know, we went around the room and, and everybody said what theirs was. And it was so interesting because, you know, when we say gift, it doesn't mean that you have to be able to play the piano or, like, you know, knit a sweater or something. It's more about what is it about you that's kind of neat and special like do you view the world with rose-colored glasses which i think is a great thing or do you have a really interesting view on the world or are you really good at self-care or are you really good at listening to your children or other people or you know we all know what our special skills are can, or...
0: can mine be just being cool
1: um you know what honey yeah sure that's
0: my magic okay <laughs> i'm just cool all right go ahead
1: sorry Hate i to break of your lost of my thought. train of thought on that one just um, think how cool i am i know i know um fonzie uh, ey, ey, ey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um so you know everybody most people know they have some kind of magic uh-oh i know you what don't you like doing?
0: i know you don't like it when i quote oh, your no. articles but okay. this is from your article okay your kids know their magic they're telling and showing you on an everyday basis but if you keep expecting them to Climb the tree, they'll begin to doubt their magic, which means they'll doubt themselves. And that's no. kind of a reference to something earlier in the Well, article. it's
1: from the Einstein quote that said, Everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing it's stupid.
0: And then your next sentence is even better. Instead of knowing their place in the world, they will they will look to you for their place in the world. And then when you aren't available, they will look to others for their place in the world. And when others are quiet or unkind they will believe they don't have a place in the world. And that is the starting point of how kids get messed up. Yeah, it is. If they get lost, because all kids get lost, it's up to us as parents to help them find themselves. Right. And if we can't find themselves, if we can't help them find themselves, then they're going to look to somebody else and everything's going to get screwed up. Right. So the trick is for us to have our own self-worth and our own self-value to be in a position where we can spot our own magic, like me being cool (laughs) and you being a good listener. You being Fonzie. Me being Fonzie, you being...
1: Joanie and Joan uh, and you be in Chachi. Yeah,
0: and um, you wear a
1: bandana around your leg?
0: That's right. Wah wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what he said? Wah wah wah. <laughs> and then what was that little nephew oh, guy? When gosh. Chachi got too old, they brought in a little nephew guy. Oh
1: my gosh, I don't remember. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Was it Is was it, it Oliver or no, that's a Brady bunch? That's a Brady
0: bunch. <laughs> So you're totally screwing up my chain of my train of thought. Was it
1: Andy on Family Ties? No, it was. He always Andy. brought in like a little guy when things got yeah. boring. Yeah,
0: ratings are down. <laughs> let's bring in somebody young. That's why we should get our kids in to listen to this, in case we ever struggle. I with know. Zen parenting Serious. radio listenership. Serious. So um, that that's the essence of parenting: is when these kids get lost, help them remember who, who they, they are. are.
1: Because don't
0: tell them who to be. Yes.
1: Todd's point is well taken here because it's not about feeding them a bunch of things that aren't true like oh you're the smartest or you're the best you know that doesn't help because that's competition and being better than other people it's reminding them of who they are and what their natural authentic gifts are so it's not about creating things and saying well I want my child to be a dancer so I'm gonna tell her she's the best dancer or I'm gonna tell my husband or my uh, son he's the best whatever on this team it's not about making things up it's about seeing them for the skills that they have and you know what skills your kids have, and sometimes parents struggle because like some of the skills kids ha- uh, have are things like standing up for themselves right. and that makes parents uncomfortable right
0: because they the kid might be be perceived as as bossy, as bossy or, or like that.
1: when really they're they're one of those kids who know who they are right. and they don't want to be pushed around mm-hmm. and they want you to hear them mm-hmm. and I know that can be difficult sometimes i don 't deny that but we 've got to kind of hone that you know like it, it, it help them understand respect and for authority and such but also say wow the way you stand up for yourself is really amazing mm-hmm. and you know we don't want to break that spirit
0: well another thing in the article you wrote is if sometimes we get lost as adults and we don't know what our own magic yeah is. I happen to know I'm cool so that's good <laughs> but what you see in the article is if you don't know what your magic is ask your loved ones yeah and they'll tell you
1: yeah send out an email to people you love and trust and say you know Kathy told me I need to find my magic. What do you guys think it is that that I do well?
0: Right, and that'll fill up your whole emotional bank account and everything else too.
1: Well, and it's cool because at the workshop, what happened at the women's retreat is there was one woman who said she wasn't, you know, wasn't sure. She was trying to pinpoint it, and all the women just started saying, "Oh, you do this, and you do this, and you're so welcoming, and you're so warm." And she was sitting there, and she she got really teary. Mm-hmm. And I said, "You're teary because you know it's true, and right. you're being seen." Right. You know, if so, if they all looked at her and said, oh, you're just so good at math and you're just so good at the, and maybe she is good at math, but if it didn't resonate, you'd be like, oh, well, thanks. But when you start to get teary, it's because you realize you're seen. Right. You're like, oh my gosh, people notice me. They know what I'm trying to do. They know my magic and that y- you'll know. Right. You know? Well,
0: and then that's like your heart center. That's not your that's, brain. No, that's your heart. That's your And good for those women being able to say all these nice things. And, yeah. it's, and it's not like you just do it to make sure that they feel okay. Obviously, they were speaking their truth of who yes. they saw this person Oh, they was. jumped
1: right away. Right when she was like, well, I'm not sure. They were like, are you kidding me? Right. You know, they knew exactly what her magic was. And it was really beautiful. And and the thing is, is when you feel that for yourself, when someone identifies you, you know, you and sees you, you'll understand how important that is for your children. Right. When you feel it, when you're like, oh my goodness, how good it feels to be seen. You would want to do that for your kids, even if it's not the thing, the dream that you had when they came into the world. They they didn't come into the world to be your left arm and make you feel good. They came into the world to be themselves, and our job as their parents are to help them be themselves and claim themselves. Because if they claim themselves and they know who they are—
0: Instead of acting to to please the parent or to be somebody they're not—
1: And if they claim that early, Todd, they're always going to know they belong here. And when I say here, I mean in the world. Mm -hmm. So they belong at home. They belong at school. They belong everywhere because they know they have gifts. And if we keep telling them to be different, kind of like the Einstein quote, you know, climb the tree Mm -hmm. instead of be in the water, then they're going to be like, well, they 're going to doubt themselves because right. they 're not going to think their gifts are worthwhile right. and they're going to, and everything is going to be about pleasing other people and for all you people pleasers out there because i 've definitely been one and still have a little residual of that and
0: and, and I 'll clarify that you would make a group of people that are you're in front of make feel make them feel comfortable at your own at my, my expense.
1: expense and now. I can, I hopefully make people feel comfortable, but also honor myself in the process. Right. That it's not about, you know, making myself be uncomfortable for the sake of others, but I find comfort, and then I can comfort people a lot better. Yeah. I think that works. I, I don't even think and that I know. Took a ton of work for you to yeah. get too. Well, because you got to trust. Yeah. You got to trust that taking care of yourself actually does make an impact on everybody else, else, and that it's not a selfish thing to do.
0: I think that Einstein quote is good enough to. To make you repeat it one more time.
1: Well, here's the interesting thing: the the irony, the universal crazy thing, is that the day I posted this article, I swear five other people had posted that quote, and I don't mean from my article. I mean they had randomly posted the quote. Right. So you know, I I just think that that's a total. That's just the what everything's aligning. Yeah. But I don't have it in front of me because you changed you changed the page. You're, you're I, so I kind of have it memorized, but not really. Okay, everybody is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid.
0: How about that? And our daughter just came right in there. Hey, Sky.
1: You what? I'm yucky. You're yucky. Skylar
0: has now joined the broadcast for the last uh, two minutes. So, Skylar, what do you have to say to everybody out there?
1: Do you have anything to say? Are you yucky? She's, she's feeling yucky. Okay. Um, did you want to talk about Avid real quick?
0: I do. They're running a special right now.
1: Okay. Let's hear it.
0: Um, I'm just kidding. They're oh, not, they're not. <laughs> I always like to say that. Um, Avid Company, 630-956-1800, painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland what, area. What
1: a great Valentine's Day present from one person to another to get a... Bathroom remodeled or something.
0: There you go. See now you're thinking. I
1: know. Or get a room painted. Well done. I know.
0: So oh, we're um, not going to do
1: that though because we've already done all that. No,
0: we're done with the avidco.net. So, um, so yeah, we got about. We're pretty much at the end. Anything else you want to add?
1: Um. Well, just if you want to read my article about magic, go to chicagoparent.com. The self-aware parent. Um, oh yeah. Let's
0: talk about your book.
1: Yeah. Goodness and, sakes. Um. Well, the self-aware parent one. And the self-aware parent too, you can find them on my website KathyCAdams.com. You can also find them on amazon.com and um, actually Tree of Life Chiropractic sells my books yeah.
0: so and stop so you in can there. buy them
1: there. So if you're local and you want them for much cheaper than Amazon, go to Tree of Life because they're only 10 dollars there mm-hmm. versus like 1495. If you guys are hearing a lot of clicking, it's because my daughter's playing with my necklace. Sky, are you sure you don't want to say anything?
0: Sometimes you just got to roll with the punches. I know.
1: This is called live radio, everybody. Live,
0: taped, uploaded podcasting (laughs) radio.
1: No, it's nice to have her here with us.
0: Um, so I think that's about all I okay. have. Okay.
1: Well, and again, you guys, this book, um, the article, it, it's in, like I said, you can just Google this, Why French Parents Are Superior, and you can get the, kind of the gist of the article and, um, you know, all the things that Todd and I were talking about at the beginning of the show, and then the book itself is called Bringing Up Baby.
0: Yeah.
1: Or, I, I don't have a great French accent. Or if you
0: want to read a real book by the self parent. Right. Yeah. If you have to
1: choose between this book that came out today and my book, choose my book. That's the one. But that's about it. So thank you for listening, everybody, and we hope you have a great week.
0: We'll catch you next time on the next episode of Zen Parenting Radio. When you're still cool. And I'll still be cool. Hey. Adios. Hey. Wah, wah, wah <laughs>